0: Torah isn't education, it's transformation. This is Chai Chinuch with Rabbi G. 101.9 Chai FM, Chai Chinuch with Rabbi G. We are back, as we do every Monday, between 2 to 3, discussing education. Chinuch, how to make the world a better place, how to make ourselves better people, how to influence our families, our communities, our neighbors, and just making the place we are in, the world, the community, the city, a better place. It was nice to be back next, last week, as I said, after such a long break, and I uh, have to say to the listeners, thank you for all the amazing feedback I've been getting throughout the week. I think it was a great uh, talk last week we had with Nikki Merkin, and we are ready for our next uh, discussion. And today in studio, I have not one therapist, but three therapists sitting here with me, that they have literally changed therapy in Joburg in the past year or two or we'll hear the details soon. Um, yeah, uh, it's not live with video, but uh, all the humble faces happening here. Uh, just to say that we are. I'm here with Tova, Lara, and Maria from The Key, which we'll discuss in a moment all about it and what The Key has done for the community and is doing for the community. And whenever we talk about this concept of making the world a better place, making the community a better place, making ourselves, influencing our neighbors and our families and our communities, this is exactly the show you want to listen to and exactly the people we need to talk to today. So... Before we get started, as usual, any questions you have, any comments, you want to know more about the key, you want to say something to um, the therapist who've made the key happen. You want to comment, any questions, please, 34519 is the SMS line, or 61 895 61 that's on Ke- Telegram, sorry, Telegram is 61 one nine, or SMS three four five one nine is the SMS line okay so before we start maybe let's just get to know you a bit um, Maria Bider,
1: hi nice to see you uh, thank you, you are so a social
0: worker yes. right so tell me a bit about your practice
1: um, first of all thank you so much for having us here today um, yes I'm a social worker in private practice and I work primarily with women and I specialize in trauma and domestic violence, um, but I see all
2: kinds of different things.
0: Okay, okay. Um, Let's move on, Lara. You also have a practice, social worker as well.
2: Yes, thank you, Rabaji, and thank you also for having us. Um, Yes, also social worker in private practice. Um, I work from Norwood. Um, See quite a lot of couples, relationship work. Um, Also have a special interest in oncology, in grief, and just general life. But I only see adults, no children and teens at the moment. I
0: live with them. (laughs) At at the moment. Okay, that's good. And moving on, um, I think you do see kids and teens. Uh, Tova Goldstein.
3: Yes. Hi, Rabbi. Thanks so much for having me and all of us. Um, So, yes, I also have a private practice based in Bluebird Shopping Center. And I primarily see teens and kids and tweens um, do some parenting, a lot of individual work as well. Um, and also just a bit of a bit of everything.
0: Okay, amazing. So, because we have so much to talk about in such limited amount of time, let's start and go right into it. What is the key, Maria?
1: Um, so the key is a boutique service. We offer short-term, solution-focused therapy for the Johannesburg Jewish community. Um, we partner with different community benefactors and experienced mental health professionals. And the key is an affordable and accessible therapeutic services, basically.
0: Okay, and when you say therapeutical, you're referring to getting therapy or training as well to parents, the families, the therapists, what define? Yes,
1: yeah, so um, we have really a two-pronged approach, which has now become really more, um, it's growing all the time and expanding and developing. But the the, the first goal is we offer psychotherapy, uh, different types of therapy depending on the therapist and the need of the client. So it could be CBT, it could be EMDR, which I do, or, um, you know, as Laura said, couples work, uh, trauma, teens, different kinds of therapy, play therapy for kids. That's the, the first goal. And the second goal is we also offer trainings um, within the community for laymen and also for therapists. And we're kind of growing and expanding those kind of trainings all the time. And the, th- the third uh, prong, which uh, is important to us, is to um, promote mental health in the community and awareness of mental health.
0: Well, that's amazing. I think we're going to need to discuss each one of these separately. So maybe let's start with the needs of the community. And by the way, to, to the listeners, and I think it's very important as a show that is for the listeners so asking before i'm going to ask you as the professionals to the listeners what are the needs that you think we need in the community regarding um, therapy mental health, training what would you want to see three four five one nine what do we need more of in our community or telegram oh six one eight nine five one oh one nine lara what are we actually seeing in the community what are the biggest needs
2: um so we're seeing a lot of different trends coming in um and um I think that one of the you know one of the core needs that we saw was just Firstly, a need for affordable therapy, so which is you know the the core need that we saw and really was part of um, you know what what brought us to that. But in think terms we have of a need for affordable everything. Affordable everything, absolutely, yes. <laughs> absolutely. So so we've come, we've done our part now. <laughs> okay. um, and um, but I think that w- what we're seeing in terms of what's coming into us is we're seeing a lot of um, children. So children are in in need of support. We're seeing children, we're seeing um, families who are um, you know, having challenges and need support and need therapeutic services. We're seeing couples, we're seeing a lot of mental health. Um, we are seeing um, anxiety, depression. We're seeing a whole, you know, we're seeing a community that I think is is reeling, post, reeling post-COVID reeling um, post and is really looking for, for so supportive services. So would you say services. that's a theme,
0: like a post-COVID, what is what is this, uh, is this a theme that you're seeing throughout therapies that as a community And a society we're actually really struggling with. Is it anxiety? Is it communication? Where are you seeing in today's world?
2: I I think, yeah, I think that we are. I think we're seeing, I I think it's, you know, we can't say simplistically, oh, well, we're seeing anxiety or we're seeing depression because everyone's going to react in their own specific, unique ways. Um, But I do think that we're seeing families with challenges, whether it is, so yes, a lot of anxiety in terms of the children, um, and um, and couples then struggling in some ways where, you know, in a COVID period, exits were kind of taken away from them and they needed to really look inwards. And sometimes that could have been my my, my theory is that COVID revealed more than created problems, if that made sense. Okay. Um, but or made Ma- it more extreme. Yeah. Perhaps Maria can tell us a little bit more about the stats that we, that we were seeing as well. OK. Sure. Mm. So, um, yeah, before I tell you about the
1: stats, um, I was just, I think it's important to mention how this was created as well and, and where this came from. Um, and, uh, it really was born out of the, the, during lockdown, the first lockdown that, you know, I was looking around me and I was new to South Africa and I was beginning to see. You're still
0: new to South Africa, (laughs) just saying.
1: Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm (laughs) an old timer now. Um, just trying to keep my british accent intact um but i was you know i was beginning to see a lot of people suffering and uh i have a we have a close friend who works uh in uh one of the uh community security organizations and he was telling us about the trends he was seeing in terms of you know attempted suicides and severe depression so i actually went online and you know while i was thinking about doing something in the community, I went online and I went to the uh, WHO uh, website to look at the stats. So I'm just going to read you out some of the stats, which I'm going
0: to have to stop you and hold that for a moment, because we do need to take a a short ad break. And when we come back, we will go through the stats and what led up to um, the beginning of the key. And I'm so happy you said the word suicide, because a lot of my guests are too scared to talk about it. But you're in for uh, maybe more than it would, you would like to, but um, yeah, let's let's discuss about these challenges in the community. A short break, and we will be right back. Chai and one point nine Short break. Hi FM, your station of choice since two thousand and eight. One and <laughs> one point nine We are back. We just took a break, and we were discussing the beginning of the key. We were just going to get to how the key started. What was the reason? What led to it? Uh, what you were seeing in the community? Just uh, for whoever joined now, I'm in a discussion with social workers, um, Maria Beiner, Lara Noick, and Tova Goldstein, who put together the key organization, and that is uh, servicing the community for, uh, I think, in the the most clearest way to say they're literally servicing the community in the past two years, doing amazing work. So we were just gonna hear right before the break, how it started, what led up to it, what was the need that you saw in the community? Just a reminder to everyone out there, any comments, anything you wanna ask or say, you wanna learn about the key, you wanna um, maybe introduce ideas that you feel are a need or what therapy is out there you would like to learn more about, please send your SMSs to 34519 or Telegram, 061-895-1019. Okay, Maria Beider, we were right before the break talking about what, wh- how did the key start? What led up to it? What was the need you were seeing? And what made it this amazing organization happen?
1: Yeah, so as I was saying, um, you know, I, I it was obvious during lockdown that people were really kind of suffering in some way, whether it was anxiety, depression, or even suicide. And, you know, as I said, I went onto the uh, WHO website and... Uh, Uh, I'm going to read you out just a few of the stats, just because I think it's interesting. Go for it. And then I'll tell you the story that happened subsequently. So it says uh, that one in uh, every four people will be impacted by poor mental health or mental illness at some point in their lives. 350 million people worldwide suffer from depression. Um, According to the WHO, each year, an estimated 800,000 people take their own lives, which by the way, is double the amount of people killed by malaria. And one statistic that I found really, really shocking was that in high income countries, five out of 10 people that require mental health professional services cannot access the care they need. However, in low and middle income countries, that number rises to nine out of 10 people, Um, which means that 90 percent of the people in a middle to low income country cannot get the mental health services they need, which means they're suffering in silence. So I kind of took this information to my my two social work colleagues who were the only social workers i actually knew in south africa and good friends of mine who are sitting with me now laura and tova and i said like you know what can we do can we can we start something can we do something there's such a huge need and we know people are suffering i mean we were also suffering (laughs) everybody was suffering um and some more than others Which I think
0: is amazing that symbols the key, because I'm sure a lot of people read those stats and read those articles, but didn't call their friends afterwards to see what we do about it. And I think that's the core of the key that is constantly looking around and saying, okay, what are we doing for the community and what does the community need? So obviously that was the, the, the beginning part of it. And when you take it more into detail within the community, not worldwide and countries, what are you seeing in our community? Tova, would you take that question?
3: Well what we saw was that there's a a middle market of Jewish people in our community that are not accessing and are not getting the help that they need for various reasons, whether it's that they're just on hospital plans, whether they are on medical aid, but their medical aid runs out halfway through the year, or um, they only have enough for just their kids to go. So then the adults in the household won't go. So there's a, there's a gap in the market where people cannot afford the therapy that they need. And, and when it comes to financial struggles, which is what everybody experienced during COVID, the first thing to go is therapy. And that's where we so were able to. It's not prioritized to, as well. It's not prioritized exactly. If you're going to choose between food and therapy, you're going to choose food. Yeah. And um, and you know and that's where we realized that that we need to we need to be able to provide something for everyone. And that's where that's where the key was born.
0: Okay. So I want to read to you a question that just came in. Um, I can't read the whole of it, Craig. If you could just uh, help me with this, see more. Um, okay, let me read the whole thing. Uh, thank you, Rabbi G, for the amazing guest. My question is, is there enough awareness how much therapy is helpful? I feel sometimes people think you need to be desperate, but if it's the biggest... Oh, it jumped. I lost it. Um, Craig, sorry, I lost my screen. Um, sorry. Okay, we'll get back to the question. As the screen jumps, I kind of lost it. Okay, we'll get, we'll get back to that um, in a moment. But maybe let's start with the beginning of the question. Is the, it seems like the question that was coming in is, number one, how much therapy is needed? Is, are we not over-therapizing? And the second part is, generally, we, we think that we only need therapy when we're desperate. Is there such a thing called um, provincial uh, therapy? Kind of, you know, when you have medicine, so you'll go to the doctor and the doctor said, well, you're fine now, but take this, um, especially... I don't
2: know uh, we do that a Yeah, Laura. <clears throat> okay, so I, I love this question. And I think that's something we really thought about. And, um, you know, when we've been asked, you know, what is the, you know, the goal of the key, it's not to prevent disaster. It's to promote healthy families. We really do feel that therapy needs to be um, looked at a different way. It's not a... You know only only to come when there's a crisis or major major problems um and i'm sure you would agree Rabaji, as well often i'll see couples and i think oh i wish you had come you know 10 12 13 years ago you know don't wait we really do see therapy as as early intervention as prevention as you know you know creating creating healthy families healthy relationships skills knowledge
3: Um, And I think if I can just hmm. add that we, you know, therapy is really about building resilience, Mm. you know, so resilient people will be able to cope with
0: life. Would you say that today there's still a shame around it? Because why don't people come? Yes, uh, Tova said, and I agree with the financial situation and the the difficulty with it. Um, But uh, I think we're in a community that sometimes we're proud that we run out of medical benefits early in the year. And we kind of, it is something that we do. So why why are we seeing this and I, and I agree with her I see this in my practice all the time people that I say well I don't say but sometimes I could think to myself well you know shame we, if we would have spoken 5 years ago we would have been in a whole different situation so what where are we getting stuck Maybe that's a question for the community. So right before you answer, 34519 is the SMS line. Why are people getting stuck and not going for therapy? Um, I'm going to really need the help of the listeners for this. Or telegram us, 61 or SMS, 34519. Why do you think there's, I don't know, a stigma, or maybe there isn't a stigma, but for some reason people are coming to therapy when they are desperate and not when they can prevent? Okay, what are your thoughts on it?
2: I, I think I think we are seeing less of that, and hopefully we will see less of that. Um, I think that there have been things standing in our way. I think that there, yes, there certainly are some people that still have a stigma around mental health than going to therapy. And, and I, I think also, we call those people men.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was trying to be PC there. Yeah, ever. I, I don't know if we're <laughs> allowed to
0: say in, the, in 2022, but yeah.
2: But yeah, but yeah and, and perhaps even a little bit more of the older generation as well. Though I do, I see a shift. And I think that was just, just so validating for us because when we started this and we only started in November last year, we had no idea what would come right and and by removing the financial obstacle and the what we felt was also an accessibility obstacle right we we have seen just i mean we have been so validated by what we saw because we have had so many people coming in um which i think shows a shift in the community a community that is hopefully more open to be talking about mental health to be reaching out to people so i'm I'm hoping there's a shift in that Mm. Mm-hmm. And if I could just add to what Laura
1: said, I think that we, we often get people coming in who say they've never been to therapy before and they feel like they could have done it 10 years ago. And why have not they never done it? Probably because they couldn't afford it. But there are people who are just, you know, ready to come now because the financial strain has been removed.
0: Which is amazing. And The financial stress has been, strain has been removed. I think the awareness has been removed and it's just making it easier and and also kind of knowing where to go. As well as, as we said earlier, that the COVID has made a lot of things more extreme. So we do feel that stronger and we do feel that connection and that need to do. And at the same time, I think we need to remind people it's never too late. Because sometimes people we'll be will say, well, you know, if I would have come 10 years ago, fine. But now I'm old. Now I've done it. Now we're in the patterns. Would you say that it's too late?
1: Yeah. So I, as I said, I work particularly with trauma and I see people who are just confronting traumas that they went through maybe 25, 30 years ago. And uh, as I always say, trauma doesn't know time. Um, and it's never too late to heal. You can always do the healing, um, so which is really hopeful.
0: You spoke about suicide. Have you seen an increase lately of discussion about suicide? Is, does that come up at therapy sessions Where does that come into play within the community? Lara, Tova, go for it.
3: I think there's um, a lot of fear around it. So because I see a lot of teens um, and I talk a lot and see a lot of parents around that, there's a huge amount of fear Um, and they are afraid to speak to their kids about it because they don't want to kind of put it out there. Um, But there is there is a tremendous amount of anxiety around that
0: around parents
3: for the parents.
0: Okay, but the kids do know uh, And quite and kids in the community have been exposed to suicide already.
3: They have been okay They have been and um, and I think that's why therapy is so important because so many teenagers feel invisible and they feel unworthy and um, and we don't want that to, to precipitate any further actions. You know, we want to nip it in the bud. We want to create resilience. We want them to know that they are that they are so worthy and that they are seen and heard. And if we can provide that, then we hope that we can mitigate.
0: A hundred percent. And I'd say this, this sh- we're not going to dedicate this show to that topic. We, we probably should have a show about that, and we will, please God. Um, but one of the things that is important when it does come to suicide and when there is a concern is actually talk about it. And we do, if we, we are worried about someone, we must ask them, you, are you f- feeling like you're going to harm yourself? Are you worried about that? Um, hiding it, wh- we, and we've seen it very clearly in our studies, that hiding it is actually way worse. And many times by just speaking about it, we can get that calmness and that awareness. And as you said exactly, that there is fear. That element of fear is something that by addressing we will actually help the situation so when we talk about addressing situations let's talk a bit about what the key offers in training because i've seen training of ifs with maria i've seen dbt with lara uh, you're you're doing training with um teenagers and social and and i don't know if we're going to be talking about the business things but whatever we'll see so what are the trainings that what are you offering at the moment to the community
2: um so I think we'll
0: just that
2: say that's Lara. Okay. Oh sorry Lara yes. Yes. Um, so, so just to say that um I think that what because we are still young so we were you know only really started well only actually did launch in November last year and um, we have focused mostly on you know the the core the core um, service offering of the individual psychotherapy. That being said, we do and we are starting now to branch out more into training and groups and that side of things. And yes, we're looking at more training in terms of training therapists. And um, We recently did host, um, Maria hosted a, an IFS event for therapists that was wonderful with um, Yoni Hamilton, uh, um, an overseas therapist that went wonderful, that, that was really, really a great... Um, a great um, offering um, we do workshops we do dbt workshops we do um, parenting talks and we are in conversations and looking at expanding that part of our offering and our service
0: okay so so before we get to that i just have to say a comment um that um it, it's more compliment i guess to you um so the message comes like this hi thank you I think, like Tova said, people prioritize food over therapy. A lot of people are often too stressed to deal with their stress, but the key, not bad, but the key is definitely allowing more people to deal with what they need to. Re-affordability, well done for creating that space. So yeah, I guess that's to to all of you. Mm, Um, Thank you, It's a beautiful message coming in, so I really appreciate from the person who did send it. But that's uh, at the same time kind of worrying uh, that getting a semester like that, that people are prioritizing food over therapy. Not worrying, I think they have to prioritize, I think they're prioritizing well, and that's the right way to prioritize um, life. At the same time, knowing that people are in that position is quite difficult to know, and I think we need to look at it as a community and see what we can do. So I don't want to run out of time before we even start discussing the the process. So, if somebody's listening to us today and they say, "Okay, amazing! I want the key to help me as well. I want to contact the key. What do they do?"
2: Okay, so this is (laughs) Laura. Okay. Okay, so um, just to say, I think we really looked very carefully at our process, and we wanted to look at the values of care, of dignity, of confidentiality, and of excellence in service. And those are the things we considered when we created. When we created our, our our process, so if anybody does want to call in and contact us, there is a WhatsApp line at zero six five or zero six double five double three triple four two. I'll say that again: zero six double five, double three triple four two. Um, and um, it really is a very customized process. So somebody will call in. They could also email to help me at thekey.co.za, and um, they will get through to somebody named David, who is our intake coordinator. Um, and David will make a specific time to to chat with you and ask you a little bit about yourself, get some information that's important for us to understand. We've got 20 or even 25, I think, at this point, um, incredible therapists, associate therapists on board. Um, so we want to make sure that we are making the right match, that we are allocating you to the right person.
0: It's literally like a shidduch. It's what like a saying? show. Like, absolutely. And, it's a and match. Yeah. And it's fascinating because I do know uh, quite a few of your therapists. And I think that uh, <laughs> you do have uh, the best in the town and you do have a lot of great therapists, which is really amazing. Um, I just want to go. Maybe Tova, you could answer this. Who is it for? Who, who are the people that can be in contact and be supported by the key?
3: So it really is for for everybody. Kids, okay. teenagers, individuals, couples, the elderly. We really will cater for for everybody. Yeah, pretty um, much. And if I okay. could just,
1: if I could just add, this is Maria. Yes. Um, that we also ask people, you know, when they call in, what is their presenting problem? Like, wh- what is their primary goal for the therapy? You know, is it tools to deal with their anxiety? Is it their feeling of depression? They can't get out of bed in the morning? Is it a specific trauma they went through? And based on that, we'll then allocate to the correct therapist, you know, somebody who specializes in building resilient skills or somebody who specializes in trauma or couples work. So it is very, very tailor-made.
0: To what what is for everybody. So that that, that is a fascinating point because every therapist has their specialties and their area of uh, expertise and knowing exactly who goes to and what they need. We do need to take another break. When we come back out, I do want to address trauma a bit more as a community that is uh, uh, can we say familiar with trauma mm-hmm. um, and <laughs> but we I think we're quite familiar with trauma mm. and quite a few discussions I've had lately uh, regarding the show with people about trauma awareness which I'd like to bring up but we will do that right after the break uh, sh- 101.9 I'm here with um, Maria Bider Laranowik and Tova Goldstein social workers who have put together the key a uh, short break, and we will be right back. High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. <laughs> 101.9 High FM, Chai Hinoch, Thorbaiji. We are back in a very interesting, fascinating discussion with Maria Beider, now Laura Newick, and Tova Goldstein, who put together The Key, which is an amazing organization uh, doing tremendous work here. I did say before the break we will be discussing trauma, and I will address that a bit But just something that kind of came up, we keep on saying the key and we all know the key and it's really done amazing. But what does the key come from? Where is that? How do you choose that name?
1: Um, So it really comes from uh, a family legacy story of mine, which is that um, I had an uncle who had a big impact on me and my entire family. Uh, He was a paediatrician, and he loved to tell the story of the starfish, which some of you may know, but just in brief, brief. the story of the little boy walking along the beach, picking up thousands of stranded starfish and throwing them into the water, and an old man sees him and, and says, you know, what are you doing? How can you make a difference? There's hundreds and thousands of stranded starfish on the beach, and he picks one up and he throws it into the water and says, well, it makes a difference to that starfish. So um, I always loved that story. And um, I wanted to incorporate the idea of a starfish into the organization. And it was actually my husband that came up with the idea of the key, which is also, you know, uh, well, it's an acronym for the Hebrew Kochav yam, which is the starfish in Hebrew. Um, And it's also obviously, you know, lots of other meanings behind it, like a key which, you know, can unlock things. And and our our slogan is actually unlock your potential, uh, unlock you, we say. Um, so, yeah, that's where it comes from. Oh, that,
0: that really is amazing. And I think that's a huge thing because many times we think of it as, um, you know, we can what can I do already? Uh, how many times I hear in the community, well, there is my, my neighbor is struggling, but I guess I'll have to go to an organization who does something or I have to go. But really, as an individual, we do have that ability to help. And even if we can't help on a broader level, we can help this one person and just one fish. So, uh, actually... On that note, I I do want to ask, and maybe if each of you could say one sentence about it, um, because I mentioned before the break about trauma. And I've had quite a few discussions about trauma with people, and we will address it properly in the show at a later point. It's not for today. Uh, I think it's a huge thing. But when it comes to trauma, we are in a community that experiences trauma. And many times, one of us will hear about a friend who went through trauma, and we'll give them a call. And we don't always know what to say or we'll bump into them and we'll say something and we don't even know how to address it. And many times I've heard, uh, uh, not long ago, I was talking to a friend who went through a major, major trauma and he called me and he say, "He says, I cannot hear one more person tell me about their own trauma. I just don't tell me. I don't want to know. I can't hear. You want to call me? You heard about my trauma? You want to talk to me? Talk to me. I don't want to hear about your own experience. I don't want you to to compare it to somebody else. I don't want to hear where I went wrong. Just you can talk to me as a person. Uh, Almost we were talking about, you know, in Jewish law, when you go to be Menachem Oval somebody or somebody mourning, the law says you don't talk. You listen to them. You listen to them first. They start. You don't start telling your own stories to them. And a lot of it is relevant to trauma, which we'll get to. But I'd love to hear what you... As professionals would say, as social workers, to somebody who says, When my friend goes through trauma, in one sentence, tell me a guideline what I can do or can't do. Because these are the starfish we're talking about. Yes, I'm not a professional. I can't do a debrief, uh, one would say. But at the same time, what can I do as a friend? Maria.
1: So, um, one huge piece that people need to know about trauma is that when somebody goes through a trauma, they feel very, very cut off and isolated from the rest of the world. They even describe themselves as feeling like there's a wall between themselves and the rest of the world. So a very important piece of healing the trauma is connection and just feeling connected with other human beings. So as a friend, really just being there for them, just sitting with them. Um, I'll leave room for other people to say things. Don't but say
0: a word, just be there, support, show you there, yeah. you care, you love, amazing. Laura
2: yeah I, w- I would add to that trauma needs to be witnessed we need to witness it for people we need to be here we need to listen um, I would always say to people rather err on a commission than an omission so, say something be there do something rather than do nothing so do something and ask if you're not so sure say to your friend what can I do that would be helpful for you Right. And then m- you might be surprised by the answer. They might just say, you know, come out for coffee or I could really use a fruit and veggie shop. You know, we don't know what people need and we can ask people. So ask people what they need.
0: On a very practical level, just talk to them, which which also on a therapeutic level will trigger their brain off the trauma for a second to what they need. So many mm-hmm. times we'll come and see in the trauma and see somebody stuck and will say, uh, can you show me where the kitchen is? I want to get you a glass of water or whatever and kind of get them activated, which is amazing. Tova.
3: So I would say have no expectations. And what I mean by that is that when someone is going through something, we, we want them to be better because it makes us feel better. Um, we wanna know that they're okay because then we'll be okay if they're okay. And we, we kind of expect them to bounce back with, you know, within a certain time. Like I often you know, have clients that say to me, it's been three months, I should be okay by now. You know, but we're, we're not on our time as, as Lara often says, we're on God's time and um, i think when we have no expectations of our of our friends or community members who are going through stuff it enables us to just be there for them without needing them to do anything back for us so you know if you phone them and they don't phone you back that's okay if you rang their bell and they didn't answer that's okay you know if they didn't pitch to your simcha that's okay and just to just to know that they're coming from they're acting from their own place of, of pain and from that an innocent place of pain and
0: that's amazing to just see
3: that see that in them
0: yeah a hundred percent that's amazing because many times we forget that it are there for the other person so kind of my friends going through a trauma so I want to actively help them and they don't want my help right now and I'll get all offended but I can help you and I'm amazing or come be part some we need a respect as well what they need and you know saying talking about trauma and connecting to the uh, starfish that you spoke about m- many years ago when I was just starting the show we were talking about trauma once and a listener was in their car, they heard the discussion, they called, who happened to be an amazing psychologist in this community. And she spoke about how to react in a certain situation of trauma, of a home invasion. She spoke on radio. It was surprising because many times people don't feel, I, I've heard people say, I wanted to message you on the show, but I didn't know what to say. Or I wanted a client, I didn't know what to say. And people feel not always that they know what to say or how to say or how to react, but it's important and that psychologist did. What happened was about a month or so later, after that psychologist called onto the show, I actually had my own home invasion. And for me and my family, by following and remembering what she said online was a tremendous help for our family. And that was one act of kindness of her listening to the show and just calling in as a listener. Later, she was on the show and a guest, and she's been here more than once, but that was a- another topic. I do know we are getting closer to the next break, and after we're, we're not going to have too much time. But you know, the key is not here for that long, and still you've done many projects and many things. We haven't even touched on all of them. So what I want to ask Dove about is your women empowering business program.
3: Okay, so this is a, a an offshoot of the key. It's it's a leg of the key, and um, the idea is to to offer a women empowerment program to women. And um, the, the person who is our, our, our donor for this specific project believes that um, an empowered woman will create an empowered community and, um, and an independent woman will create a strong, solid community. So okay. at the moment, we've got 10 incredible women. Uh, most, um, not all of them, but most of them are, are single moms working really hard, struggling, um, who are all trying to become more independent, more empowered, and are going through this uh, three month empowerment program with
0: to run their businesses, and start
3: to run their businesses, build businesses, build side hustles and just become more empowered and independent.
0: Well, that's amazing. Okay, I I do want to touch a bit more on that as well. But we have to take our last ad break for today and the show feels like hasn't started but it's actually ending. Uh, a short break and we will be right back. Hi FM 101.9 megahertz of Life. 101.9 FM of We are back for the last last part of the show and we actually need to start wrapping up. And we haven't even gotten to cover all the topics. I just want to remind everybody: uh, anything you want to know about the key, or question, or comment, you could still SMS three four five one nine as SMS nine, or send a telegram to zero six one eight nine five one zero one nine. As well as, if you want to be added to a a WhatsApp group that will send you updates of who's going to be in the show, what are the next topics coming up, learning about, um, you know, preparing yourself. There's actually amazing talks. set up for the next few weeks. So just send a message to 34519 and you will get a link to that group or 0618951019, which is a telegram line. You will get a link for that. So before we end, uh, we, we do need to really end the show. Quickly, what is the next event coming up?
2: So um, Tove and I are actually going to be facilitating a DBT workshop. Um, it's going to be starting this Sunday morning um, at Aisha Torah. Um, and if anybody is interested, DBT, that is Dialectical Behavioral Therapy, an incredible therapy that is, you know, very, very practical and research-based, um, a tool of mental health skills. Um, and if anybody is interested in finding more or in joining us, we do have a few spaces available. Um, they can just call into um 06 55 and um, ask us; we'll give them more information, and we'd love for them to join in.
0: Amazing! So that's a once-off, or it's a few sessions?
2: So it is a six-session course. Okay. It's a six-session course, and um, and this is actually the third time we're going to be running it by popular command, uh, popular demand because it's been you know such a successful successful program.
0: Yeah, and it's amazing for people that like common sense.
2: Oh, I think yeah.
0: Exactly for <laughs> that. Okay, so that's so that's a DBT talk coming up six sessions um, in in the next. Week you're it's saying starting
2: Sunday, yes, starting Sunday. The next week.
0: Okay, so just to end off, the key is out there, as we said, for the community, for adults, for kids, for for everybody. Who is it for, uh, Maria? What?
1: Yeah. So um, just to say that um, because we're we're relying heavily on community funds and fundraising, um, we're offering eight session packages which means that, just to answer the the email that came in from Hillary on Telegram, that um, we will be um, helping people increase their mental health, which means that if, if you have just one goal that you want to work on, you can really do that in a short-term kind of solution-focused package. Um, so it's for people who you know, have something they're struggling with. And again, it could be couples, it could be a trauma, it could be children who are struggling post-COVID or, you know, reeling from COVID, as we said. Um, but it, as I, as we said, it's really for the middle niche, the people who are not necessarily getting served, not the people who are receiving social services or the wealthy who can go for endless private psychotherapy on a long-term basis. That's So that's it's for it in the middle. Yeah.
0: Okay, I keep on... Craig, who knows how to run this show, keeps on telling me we need to end off the show. <laughs> and a message that came in, and I don't know if we'll be able to answer it already, but it's a great question. Hi, thank you. How do I know what kind of therapy is better for what issues? So I think that's something uh, we're going to have to uh, have a different discussion on. As I said, I will be speaking to you individually. Maybe it's an opportunity we could, um, and I'm happy to help with that, we could put together some kind of program of how to choose therapy um, for people, a talk for the community, something to think of. Really great point, great question. Uh, thank you, thank you so much. So, thank you, Craig, for managing the show. Thank you to Maria Bider, Owick, Tova Goldstein. Thank you so much for being here, uh, and thank you thank really you. for what you're doing for the community. It really is amazing. I did have in plan to ask you at the end to each of you say a word of your thoughts and inspiration going forward, but we don't have time for that, unfortunately. And we will be back here, 101.9 Chaifem, Chaichin, next week, 2 o'clock. And if you want to know who the next speaker is, who what the next discussion is, 34519 is SMS line, 0618951019 is a telegram. In the meantime, have a great week and make the community and your families better in a better space.